1: asked me to draw a circle it was like a test and I said oh my god that is my problem to do this but then I understood that the circle wasn't round and I have some problems with that so she said you need to be hospitalized now so I did I did the scan the doctors saw a big cavernoma in my brainstem So it already did uh, a bleeding. So I uh, hospitalized immediately. I actually was in the hospital and I need uh, to do immediately an operation. But the surgeon wasn't at the hospital at the moment. He was in another town. I had an operation and operation was six hours long. And the doctor said that I'm a miracle because everything was fine. I uh, woke up very well, then my rehabilitation began. (laughs) If we are anger, it's not because of you. It's because we have inside of us something that we can struggle with. And uh, inside of us, we are so lucky that we have somebody with us. And uh, I advise to share love and to be kind anytime because sometimes we need this
2: Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear and this is Stroke Stories the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors In Russia, according to data published in 2018 almost 18%, just over 300,000 of all deaths were caused by stroke and around 11% are hemorrhagic In this episode, we'll hear from Svetlana Basakinskaya from Moscow, who suffered a stroke at the age of 20.
1: Before stroke, my life was so amazing. I was studying architecture. It was my whole life because it takes a lot of time. So I was happy, I think. (laughs) But I understood now that I was very anger inside of me and I don't know especially what to do in life. Maybe the stroke was caused by stress. I thought that I know what to do in life, that I have a plan. For example, I finish university and then I go abroad and I study architecture abroad, but the stroke changed everything in my life. You know that every time I was planning something, planning forward. I was stressed about the future. I don't know what to do. But now I know that you can't plan anything because something could happen. (laughs) Suddenly I woke up and my left eye was a little bit to the nose. Uh, You know that I have double vision. I woke up with double vision and I thought that, It's normal. It's like (laughs) because of the stress, because I did architecture and I studied also French law. So uh, I think it was a lot of work for me and I thought that it was normal. So I went to university and with double vision, it was fine. I studied and then I woke up the next day. It didn't go away. So I thought that I should see an optometrist. And I went to optometrist, and she said, you have nothing with eyes, so you have double vision, but I don't, there is not a problem. Maybe you should see a neurologist. A neurologist. She asked me to draw a circle. It was like a test. And I said, oh my God, that's my problem to do this. But then I understood that the circle wasn't round and i have some problems with that so she said you need to be hospitalized now i said no 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 i have examination i have a lot of things to do no hospital and uh we went home i need to do some MRI scan of my brain and i called the clinic that could do this so i did i did the scan the doctors saw a big cavernoma in my brainstem, so it already did uh, a bleeding so i uh, hospitalized immediately i actually was in the hospital and i need uh, to do immediately an operation but the surgeon wasn't at the hospital at the moment he was in another town And my parents, they asked to call the doctor because uh, I needed surgery immediately. And uh, the doctor said, okay, I I come to Moscow, but you need to do a special navigation of your brain because we need to do a very complicated operation and we need to know what to do (laughs) inside your brain. So I have double vision, I, I don't feel uh, my uh, right side, my uh, leg, uh, my um, arm, and we go to another place to do this special scanning of the brain to navigation for a surgery. And then after maybe two, one or two days, I had an operation, and the operation was six hours long. And the doctor said that I'm a miracle because everything was fine. I uh, woke up very well. Then my rehabilitation began.
2: (laughs) Svetlana's major surgery meant she had to stay in hospital for some time.
1: I need to stay in the hospital for one month. And then I went home. So uh, I don't want to stay in the hospital. No, no, no. (laughs) I want to go home. After my surgery... I couldn't walk because my arm and my uh, leg, my right side, was paralyzed. Also, I had double vision. My uh, face paralyzed also. And I need to do rehabilitation. I asked what to start. What about uh, what I need to do first? First, I need to verticalize because i was in a wheelchair i need to study how to eat how to walk how to sit down and go to university to end uh, my <laughs> studies so for a six month i um started to walk and then I went to university, no rehabilitation. I hadn't rehabilitation yet for a year. I did only studying to finish the university. And then I went to a special rehab center and I studied my training. It's very long and slow process because uh, maybe two days ago, I started to feel my arm, my hand, and I started to write. I was writing a little bit, drawing something, but it was without feeling and now I can feel so I can push forward and it's so cool. I have training every day for one hour and also face gym every day in the morning and in evening and uh, the eyes I also do training every day.
2: Svetlana also had a great deal of support from her parents
1: i'm very grateful for my parents because they were with me from the beginning till now i live with parents i don't work now so they give me support financially and also mentally because you know after stroke i was so angry i was so depressed i don't know what to do in my life and they were around me and they said to me to calm down, to be very, very happy. And uh, I'm so happy that they are with me. But, you know, it's so strange because before stroke, I said like, hi to my mom and it's all, nothing, nothing special. Hi to my dad, how you you do, okay? And now we are living together. We are like family now and it's changed our lives.
2: Svetlana's stroke had a major impact on her mental health, but in the last five years she's made great progress and continues physical exercise and rehabilitation every single day. Coming up, Svetlana on her change in outlook. I wanted to be
1: a very kind person, a very good girl, to study well, to be a good daughter. But I didn't show my emotions in real life. Now I realize that I'm trying to be honest inside me and outside.
2: And using Instagram to help her rehabilitation.
1: I found so much tools in Instagram. I found my mirror visual coach in Instagram. I found uh, also a training on the sand. That was near my home and it's very useful for NATO rehabilitation.
2: Let's hear what Svetlana believes is in store in the future.
1: I tried to work. I tried to do some architectural work, design work, but it was very stressful for me to sit around the computer and doing, uh, doing some design. You spend a lot of time in front of the screen. It's harmful for my eyes. And I don't know what to do now. I think that I will work with my dad. He is like a designer of the furniture. So I think that I will do something in that way. Maybe something social manager or PR manager, but in this field. Or maybe I have, uh, I have my doubts. Maybe I can be a psychologist or some coach, like a rehab coach, but I, I don't know. It's only my dreams. I wanted to be a very kind person, a very good girl, to study well, to be a good daughter. But I didn't show my emotions in real life. Now I realize that I'm trying to be honest. Inside me and outside. <laughs> it changed my life that I became another person because I tried to value things that I didn't before. For example, my feelings, that I feel my arm. And I thought that it's okay. I, it's a normal thing to uh, to go outside, for example. It's normal thing to do something. When I was not able even to catch a pencil, I understood how pressure it is, how how our human body, how it's complicated, how it's cool. And I need to recover much faster to be like full <laughs> uh, full inside of me because, you know, that now um, I have uh, my weak side and my, my strong side.
2: Despite doubts from her parents, Svetlana found a community of stroke survivors on Instagram.
1: I found so much tools in Instagram. I found my neurovisual coach in Instagram. I found uh, also a training on the sand that was near my home and it's very useful for neurorehabilitation. I found uh, also very cool pictures, cool trainings, cool people who also suffering from stroke. And I saw how they feel, how they rehabilitate. And I was texting them, like, how do you feel now? And they they were so kind. They said, oh, don't worry, it's okay. Uh, what about you? Sometimes I received some good words from uh, trainers who also followed me and asked something, is uh, that exercise is useful or not? And I said, okay, maybe it's yes, but you should train every day. It's cool to be part of something huge in your life, so it's great. Instagram forever.
2: (laughs) And believes the most important thing is to be kind.
1: I uh, advise to be happy every time and, uh, you know, to be... to work also mentally about your stroke and, uh, uh, you know, to to understand why it happened and uh, work on yourself so much, working on your soul and everything will be right because, you know, life is going on. To the parents or to the sitter uh, to be kind and patient. Even if we are anger, it's not because of you, it's because we have inside of us something that we can struggle with. And uh, inside of us, we are so lucky that we have somebody with us. And uh, I advise to share love and to be kind anytime because sometimes we need this.
2: After a six hour surgery and a great deal of rehab, Svetlana is recovering well, finished her university course in architecture, and is looking forward to the future. Coming up in the next episode of Stroke Stories.
1: I was sitting on the couch with my husband at 10 p.m., working, of course, on my laptop, and I felt a pop in the back of my head, and it kind of fizzled out, kind of like the sound like a firework makes. And so I knew something was wrong, and I tried to tell my husband that something was wrong at that moment, and I realized that I couldn't move and I couldn't speak at all. And it was only about 10 seconds. But when you don't know what's going on, 10 seconds is a really, really long time. And so I ended up being able to throw my laptop off of my lap after about 10 seconds. And he was like, you know, why are you throwing your Mac off your your lap? But when I tried to tell him, none of my words were coming out correctly at all.
2: Please do subscribe to Stroke Stories, the podcast, on your preferred provider and rate and comment on the episodes you hear, because that really will help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and there's a story you can share, please do contact via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening.